Thanks for listening in to the Calvary Podcast, coming to you from Miami, Florida. We're so glad you've joined us. We hope today's message will encourage you and remind you that God is with you and He's for you. Here's today's message. Go to Colossians chapter 1. Building a legacy. This series is based out of the core values of our church. As a church, we have core values that define us and shape us. We have five core values. Somebody say five. We have five core values as a church. Five core values. They're Jesus, people, generosity, legacy, and um, excellence. Those are the five core values. In fact, we're going to put them up on the screen so you can know them. I want you to know that Calvary is set up and defined by five core values. Jesus, he's the center of our lives. Can I get an amen? Jesus, he's the center of our lives. Number two, people are the cause of our church. Why do we do what we do? Because we want to reach people for God. Number three, generosity is the catalyst to our vision. Why do we give our tithings? Why do we give our offerings? Why do we give to heart for the house? Because it helps us reach the vision that God has given us. Excellence is the culture of our house. Come on, we're a church of excellence. Can I get an amen? We're people of excellence. And then number five, legacy is our commitment to the next generation. Right, We believe that God hasn't called us just for us. He's called us to raise up more men and women of God. The generation that is coming before us, that's our kids. That's the kids that we're here right now. They're going to be future doctors, lawyers, pastors, preachers, politicians. Can I get an amen? 11 a.m. Come on. Right? And so that's our legacy. Those are the five core values. And we talked about this throughout the series. We're on week number four. Week one, Phil preached about Jesus. And this is why we worship. Because it's all about Jesus. Can I get an Amen. Number two, people are the cause of our church. And we talked about how we treat people and why we reach people. Last week, Pastor Adam brought an incredible message on generosity and why we give. Today, we want to talk about excellence. Go to Colossians, Colossians chapter 3. Go to Colossians chapter 3. Go down to verse 12. If you don't have a Bible, we're going to put it up on the screen. If you're watching online, we'll put it up on your screen as well. If you're here, you can share with the person next to you. Colossians chapter 3, if you're there, can you say amen? This is Paul who's writing this. And look at what Paul says beginning in verse 12. Paul writes, Put on then as God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, compassionate hearts, kindness, humility, meekness, patience, bearing with one another. And if one has a complaint against another, forgiving each other as the Lord has forgiven you. Anybody thankful for forgiveness? So you also must forgive. And above all these, put on love, which binds everything together in perfect harmony. And let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, to which indeed you were called in one body, and be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing psalms and hymns, spiritual songs with thankfulness in your hearts to God. Look at verse number 17. And whatever you do in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Verse 18, wives, submit to your husbands as is fitting in the Lord. Husband, love your wives and do not be harsh with them. Children, obey your parents and everything for this pleases the Lord. Fathers, do not provoke your children lest they become discouraged. Bound servants, obey in everything those who are your earthly masters, not by way of eye service as people pleasers, but with sincerity of heart fearing the Lord. Whatever you do, work heartily as for the Lord and not for men knowing that from the Lord you will receive inheritance as your reward. You are serving the Lord Christ. 
You are serving the Lord Christ. Come on. You are serving the Lord Christ. Today, out of Colossians, out of what Paul wrote to the church in Colossae, today we're going to talk about this for the next maybe about 25, 26 minutes. Today I want to talk to you about excellence as the culture of our house. And I've titled this message, A Spirit of Excellence. A Spirit of Excellence. Somebody say, A Spirit of Excellence. Let's talk about this for the next few moments. Then we'll worship once again. Worship was amazing today. We're going to sing loud and worship God one more time. Then go have an incredible Sunday afternoon. Amen. Come on, why don't we close our eyes by our heads. Ask God to bless our time together. Father, we thank you. We love you. We thank you for your grace, your love, your mercy. Thank you for this community. Thank you for this family. Thank you for Calvary, God, whether it's here locally or all across the world, people that are tuning in. Thank you for this household of faith. God, today we pray that our eyes will be open to a spirit of excellence. God, what do you want to teach us to be your kind of people? Thank you for your love, your grace, your amazing work that you've done in our lives. Go before us every single day and help us to know you better and love you better. It is in Jesus' name, all of God's people say. Come on, all of God's people say. Can you make some noise for Jesus one more time, 11 a.m.? Come on. On October 28th, 1886, the Statue of Liberty that today is in New York City was dedicated and unveiled for the United States. It was made by a French sculptor named Frederick. and He made it as a sign of liberty, freedom for all the people who would enter our country. Several years ago, it came out on the front page of a newspaper and it was a helicopter view of the Statue of Liberty from the top of the Statue of Liberty. Liberty. A commentator, as he was looking at the picture, noticed that even the head of the statue was made in perfect detail. And he said something about the sculpture. He said this man could have relaxed. This man could have given little detail at the top of the head of the statue because he never thought in the year 1886 that anybody would fly over his statue. The first flight, the Wright brothers didn't take flight until 1903. Yet, even if nobody saw it from the top, he wanted to make sure it was done in excellent work. And he said, this sculpturer, he worked hard, he worked diligently, and he worked in excellence. What is excellence? Today we're speaking about a spirit of excellence. What is excellence? I looked up the word excellence, and this is the definition that I found to the word excellence. Excellence is very good of its kind. It's eminently good in possession of outstanding quality. It's having superior When we talk about something or someone having excellence, it's better than good. It's superior. The Bible says in Psalm chapter 8 that God's name is an excellent name. Come on. Anybody love that about our God? Our God is an excellent God. That means he's marvelous. That means he's great. That means everything that he does, he does superior quality. Come on, that's a good spot for an amen because he made you and he made me. Come on, he made me and he said it is good. Come on, somebody. He made you excellent. He formed you excellent. We serve an excellent God. The opposite of excellence, I found the words poor, detestable, average, lacking in quality, 
don't know about you, but I'm thankful that God didn't do a poor job with me. I'm thankful that he didn't do a poor job with the universe. I'm thankful that he didn't do a poor job in giving me a marriage and a family. Everything he does is good. Everything that he does is excellent. We serve a God of excellence. You need to wake up in the morning, look at yourself in the mirror, and say, my God, my God, my God is excellent. Come on, somebody. You got to, come on, you got to believe it. We serve an excellent God. Can I get an amen? It was good. Come on. We serve an excellent God. Everything he does is excellent. He made the stars, the moon, the universe. He created the ecosystem that we live in today. No human mind can make that. It is only the name of God, that excellent name that is almighty creator God. God is excellent and everything that he does is excellent. Today though, most human beings want to do things in a mediocre fashion. We only want to give ourselves halfway to the... I got a question. Are we giving and are we living in a mediocre way to God and to the people around us? We give God the rest of us, not the best of us. We give God our spouses, the rest of us, not the best of us. We give the best to our businesses. Some of us give our best to friendships. And then we wonder why our marriages are suffering or why our kids don't want to pay attention to us because we've been giving them the rest, not the best. Come on, let's, get, let's live lives that have an excellent relationship with God. God, I want to have an excellent relationship with you. I want to have an excellent relationship with the people around me in my marriage, with my kids. I want to be a person of excellence. Are we living lives of excellence? I believe if we don't, it creates a problem. And that's that a problem, a lack of discipline will result in a lot of disappointment. If we're not people of excellence, if we can't be people that raise the standard, then we are going to be faced with disappointment in life. Why is our marriages suffering? How come our kids don't want to talk to us? How come our relationships are suffering? How come I'm not hearing from God? Well, you haven't been giving God excellence, so today you're going to be facing disappointment. But if you can raise the standard and say, I'm going to be a man or a woman of excellence. I'm going to carry myself well. I'm going to give God the best. I'm going to give my relationship the best. Then come on, we can raise the standard and we can receive blessings from God. God does not bless mediocrity. Oh, you ain't hear me, church. God does not bless people who give half-hearted worship. Just ask Cain and Abel. It's quiet today. Right? Abel brought the best, Cain brought the rest. God blessed Abel and Cain got envious and jealous. You can't come to God with half-hearted worship and still expect full blessing. You ain't hearing me, church. Come on. You can't come to your wife and give her half your heart and still expect her to give her all of you. Come on. If we're going to build good families, you got to be invested. You got to bring. Come on. Let's be people of excellence. Author. Author William Ward, he said this, the price of excellence is discipline. The cost of mediocrity is disappointment. You want an excellent life? You want an excellent marriage? And I'm not saying it's not going to be problems. I'm not saying it's not going to be difficult, right? But if you want to live an excellent life, you need to be disciplined. We're stretched so thin in today's world where everything is pulling at us that we give ourselves halfway to everything. And it's hard to be excellent when you're only giving 50%. Today, let's raise the standard. The word excellent comes from the root word excel, which literally means to exit a cell. The truer root definition is to exit a dark place. 
Some of us have been living in a dark place. Some of us think we can't deserve blessings from God. There's no way we can receive God's goodness, God's grace, God's mercy. There's no way that I can live a good life because my parents said I was always going to be poor. My parents said I was always going to be this person that never amounted to nothing. The teacher spoke that over my life. I had an uncle who spoke that over my life. I had people who always spoke negative, toxic things over my life. And so today you can't receive the light of God, the peace of God, the gift of God, the grace of God. Today it's time for you to exit that sell. It's time for you to exit that dark place. Excel in your life and say, I could have a good marriage. I could have a successful family. Come on, are you with me, church? I could build a good life. I could live a life of legacy. Come on, let's be a church that excels above the rest. We come up out of that dark place. I know my grandmama got divorced. I know my mama got divorced, but that doesn't mean I'm going to live in divorce. I'm going to excel out of that... Come on, somebody. I'm going to excel out of my history and make a new legacy for Jesus. Are you with me? Today, some of us, we've allowed that dark mentality to close our minds and say, well, this is the way my family's always been. This is the way my granddaddy lived. This is the way I lived. This is the way my life is. It's time to exit that cell and say, God has called me to walk in light. God has called me to walk in blessing. God has called me to walk in mercy. God has called me to walk in grace. I can jump out of that cell and live an excellent life for him. In fact, I put it this way today. Don't settle for good when God has called us for great. Don't settle with just an average good family. Build a good family. Excellent doesn't mean having the best. Excellent means doing the best with what God has given you. I mean, I have it all, but I'm going to do the best I can with the kids and the family God gave me. My business may not be the biggest, but I'm going to work hard to make it the best. Right? I'm going to live a life of excellence. Don't settle for good when God has called us for great. What do I mean? Look look at the book of Colossians, what we just read. In the book of Colossians, this is the apostle Paul. This is a father of the faith. And he's writing to a small church in the city of Colossae. The city of Colossae was a wild, busy city, metropolitan city. And there were some Christians there gathering like we're gathering here today. And they were there gathering and they were there worshiping and they were there to learn and grow. And Paul is writing to them because he was part of the founding members and he he helped start that church. And so Paul is writing to them as a father, as a friend, as a mentor. And what he's writing to them about is the difference that Jesus makes in our life. Hear me out, church. Paul is saying Jesus is so superior to all the other religions around you. That when he comes inside your life, he makes a difference in your life that people notice. In fact, if you want to read a book that really talks about Jesus, you got to read the book of Colossians. The book of Colossians is mighty. It is powerful. It will show you the grand picture of the Jesus that you serve. I don't know if you know, but you serve a Jesus that's powerful. You serve a Jesus that's amazing. I'm not talking about just a little Jesus that he gives a little peace sign and he has a little bit of strength. And sometimes we get all these pictures of Jesus that was weak. And we get all these pictures that are false images of Jesus. Don't nobody know what he looked like. All I know is that Colossians tells me he was bad, bad, bad. He had all the power, all the glory. He is preeminent, the Bible says. He is the Alpha and the Omega. He is the beginning and the end. He is the firstborn over all creation. Anybody thankful for Jesus? Paul is telling them you have Jesus Christ in your life. 
This is a powerful supernatural being. This is not a motivational speaker. This is not Tony Robbins. This is not just a prophet. This is not just an awesome good guy. This is God in the flesh. He talks about the preeminence, the superior, excellent nature of Jesus. Woo! Colossians will blow your mind. I serve Jesus. Then he says, Jesus has come into your life. And when Jesus comes into your life, it has to make a difference. It has to be noticeable. When Jesus, this great, excellent king, comes into your mind, heart, and soul, you should look different, walk different, talk different, treat people different. In fact, it should raise the standard of living of your life. In other words, you can't be a Jesus follower, a Jesus believer. You can't be part of the way, Paul is saying, and still treat your neighbor like garbage. You can't be a Jesus believer and still curse out your your spouse. It's quiet. Let's talk about faith today. Let's talk about grace. Let's not talk about. <laughs> Paul is telling them, you should raise the standard of living. Because the city around you mistreats people, mistreats their spouses, mistreats their children, children don't obey their parents, wives don't submit to husbands, husbands don't love their wives. Like it was a mess. It was a mess. Kind of like the city of Miami. And I know our city's wild. <laughs> right? Just get on a turnpike palmetto for five minutes. You're like, my God, my God. <laughs> we need prayer in this city. <laughs> right? Like people have a low standard of life. The quality is low. What I mean is like you just, there's racism. There's classism. There's disrespect. There's no love. There's no grace. People don't live and lead excellent lives. But when Jesus comes into our life, it should be noticeable. The people of God, that, like you, we should leave a mark everywhere we go. That where we go, they're like, they're, they're Christians, they're Jesus followers. Because look at the way he treated his wife. Look at the way she honored her parents. Look at the way she treated her kids. Like it's noticeable. You can't be a Christian and still be treating people like garbage. You can't be a Christian and still talking the same joke that you used to God. Come on, Jesus has come into your life. It's elevated our thinking. It's elevated our life. It's elevated our spirit. I walk different, think different, talk different. I speak different. I don't talk like everybody else. I'm not, hear me out. I'm not saying we're better. I'm saying we're different. Because there's a difference between better and different. Because then we can also have self-righteous Christians that are like, oh, I got Jesus. You're still a sinner saved by grace. But it makes us different. You can't say you're a Christian and then you go to Calvary and then you're, you're cursing out your husband in Walmart. Don't say you go to Calvary. <laughs> But that we walk in somewhere and people are like, look at the grace and the forgiveness. Not that it's perfect because there's going to be problems. There's going to be friction and relationships and neighbors and all that. But look at the way they love one another. Look at the way they forgive one another. Look at the way they treat because they live lives of excellence. They've raised the standard of living. Paul is literally, what Paul is telling us is layers deep. He said it's psychological, emotional. Layers the he elevates the psyche of humanity. When he comes inside, everything changes. 
Woo! It's a spirit of excellence. When Jesus walks in, now we are kingdom representatives. Everywhere we go, we represent the kingdom of God. He says, that old stuff, take it off, put on new clothes. Literally, when Jesus comes into our life, he gives us a fresh new wardrobe. <laughs> Anybody love new clothes? I remember somebody gave me a jacket a year ago. It was Rich and Yoda gave me a jacket. I put on that new jacket. I was like, this, my God, my God, I like this. It's Banana Republic is good. <laughs> When Jesus comes into your life, come on, you got love, you got grace, you got forgiveness, you got mercy. Come on, anybody thankful? He gives you a new, take off hate, take off greed, take off envy, take off that bad temper, take off that dirty mouth, take off that bad attitude, put on the grace and the wardrobe of Jesus. Are you with me? Let's raise the standard. Raise the standard. I know a... I know a whole lot of people that can talk tongues, sing and dance, and still treat people bad. You haven't changed anything. You changed some beliefs, but that belief hasn't really been to the core of your being, is what Jesus does. Paul, what Paul is writing in Colossians is deep. You got to read it. I like the way Eugene Peterson, he paraphrased the Bible to try to help us understand it. Look what he wrote about Colossians chapter 3, verse 23. He put it this way. Do your best. Work from your heart for your real master, for God. Confident that you'll get paid in full when you come into your inheritance. Keep in mind always that the ultimate master you're serving is Christ. The sullen servant who does shoddy work will be held responsible. Being a follower of Jesus doesn't cover up for bad work. Ouch. Tell your neighbor, ouch. <laughs> How are we at work? How are we with our employees? How are we with our employer? Right? Do we take advantage of the hours they're paying us and really we're on Instagram and Facebook and texting all day? The people of Calvary, the people of Jesus should be people who give the excellent work. We honor God with time. We honor God with resources. We live a life of excellence, right? We raise the standard with the spirit of excellence. Everywhere we go, it's the culture of our house. Calvary is not having the best, but doing the best with everything God has given us. Right? We're people who treat people kindly, love people. We are people who care. We are people who are generous. We are people who take care of our city because God has called us to serve and love our city. We're not going to be people that are self-righteous, self-interested. We're people of excellence that take care of this city. And while other people are throwing trash out the window, we're going to there to pick it up. Don't you dirty my city. I'm from the 305, the south, the bottom, the crib. Dial it. <laughs> but let's take care of our city. Let's take care of our city. I was just in Colombia with my wife, and we just celebrated 12-year anniversary, wedding anniversary. Hey, praise God. <laughs> a guy that we met on the trip says, you know what's awesome about Medellin? A lot of the paisas, if you know Colombians are paisas, people from that region, they take care of their city because they want their city to be beautiful. And he told us about another city where they, they don't care. They don't pick up trash. And I'm like, man, that should always be the culture of our house. We take care of this house. We take care of one another. We take care of our neighbors. We take care of our city. We can't be praying for our city and then trashing it. Are you with me? You can't be praying for your marriage and trashing it. Can't be praying for your kids and trashing it. Can't be praying for your business and trash. Raise the standard of living. Come on, let's be people of excellence. Because we serve an excellent God. When God gave us his gifts, his son, his grace, he didn't give us the rest of him. He gave us the best of him. Today, I, I pray that our, our understanding, our eyes, our mind understands 
the excellence of God. We, heard, we serve an excellent king. He's an excellent God. A lot of us today, if somebody from the government, whether it be the president or a prime minister or a king were to walk in here, we would. How much more for the king of kings and lord of lords? Right, like sometimes I look around and see people in church just with a bad attitude. I see people throwing trash on the floor. I see people not taking care. It's, this is the king's house. This isn't my house. This isn't your house. This is the king's house. This is where we meet with the king of kings, the lord of lords. Come on, this is God's house. Let's take care of God's house. Let's be people that care about God's house, care about God's people because the king is in the room and his name is Jesus. So let's be people of excellence. Let's raise our standard of league. Now, it's not perfection. What is excellence? Number one, excellence is growth. Excellence is growth. Here's what I mean. Excellence is not a final destination. Excellence is a journey. Because if we think excellence is perfection, perfection has a connotation of arrival. Well, one day I'll be excellent. When I'm there, I can't wait. I'm going to be excellent. No, every day you can continue to grow in excellence. It's never a final destination. Every day you can get 1% better in your attitude, in your love. Come on, I can get better in the way I treat my wife. I can get better the way I treat my parents. I can be a better pastor, a better leader. In fact, if we were to do this since January 1st, today we would have been almost 350% better. Sometimes we're looking at the 100% that we forget about the 1% better. Man, I know I got some issues in my life, but today I'm going to start with this 1%. And maybe you're like, I've been doing pretty good. You can do better. You know why Paul says this? Paul says in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 1, Finally, dear brothers and sisters, we urge you in the name of the Lord Jesus to live in a way that pleases God, as we have taught you. Look what Paul says. You live this way already, and we encourage you to do so even more. Oh, I know you've been loving. I know you've been kind. I know you've been gracious. You know what? Even more. Do it even more. Literally, what Paul is telling the church is, hey, I want you to continue to grow in what you've already been doing. Some of you are like, man, I've been loving my neighbor. Continue to do it more. I've been praying for my enemies. Continue to do it even more. That's an excellent life. You're growing in excellence. It's striving. It's not striving to be perfect. It's striving to be excellent because we represent the kingdom of God. I'm going to strive to be the, the man of God that he's called me to be. I'm going to strive to be the husband that he's called me. I'm going to strive to be the son that he's called me to be. I'm going to strive to be the leader that he's called me to be. I'm going to raise my standard of living because I have a spirit of excellence because I serve an excellent God. Are you growing? Are you growing your relationship with God? Do you have an excellent relationship with God? If you don't, continue to grow. It's daily growth. Don't let the, the enemy bring condemnation and telling you, well, you've messed up too many times. Get up again. That's why I love connect groups. That's why I love dream team. Today, join a dream team. Today, join a connect group. You got people around you that say, hey, come on, continue to grow. You're a man of God, a woman of God. Come on, continue to grow in your walk with God and your discipleship with God. Grow today. Excellence is growth. Saying, I'm not conformed with who I am today. I know he's called me to look like him, walk like him, talk like him. I can get better today. Can I get an Amen. And none of us will ever get there until we get there. None of us will ever be the ideal, perfect human being. Only Jesus was until we see him in eternity. But every day I can strive to be better. Are you, are you understanding me? Are you following me, church? Paul says, do so even more. Come on, let's be the type of church that we're always growing. 
always growing in the way we think, talk, speak, love, treat one another. Let's be excellent. Can I get an amen? I want to be excellent. I want our people to be excellent in our attitude, in our culture, in the way we talk with people, love on people. The Bible says in the book of Revelation that Jesus is talking to seven churches and to one church, the church of Laodicea. He says, you are lukewarm. That's harsh. You read the book of Revelation, it's like, what Jesus was this? They never taught me this teaching. Jesus is in Sunday school. He says, I wish that you were either cold or hot. If you were cold, I'll spit you off from my mouth. My God. I thought Jesus loved me. This I know. For the Bible told me so. The church of Laodicea has stopped serving, loving, being kind, being gracious. They had gotten lukewarm in their relationship with God. Today, are we lukewarm in our relationship? Or can we continue to grow and say, God, I want to love you better. I want to know you better. I want to grow as a Christian. I want to grow as a believer in Jesus. Excellence is growth because number two, excellence is worship. Excellence is worship. The way you carry yourself is really how you worship God. Worship God. Worship doesn't just mean 15 to 20 minutes in service that we have at the beginning that we raise our hands and sing. That's not just worship. That's part of worship. Yes, we sing with our voices. Yes, we lift up our voices. We lift up our hands. We get to church early. We come ready for worship. We pray before worship begins. Yes, that's worship. But worship is also how you treat your spouse. Worship is also how you treat your neighbors. That's worship to God. Worship is how you take care of your life. Are you worshiping God with what you eat, with what you do, with where you go? Your lifestyle is worship. That ain't true. Okay. So the Bible says, look at the Bible says, 1 Corinthians, 1 Corinthians chapter, I believe it's chapter, there you go, chapter 10, verse 31. So whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God. Whatever we do, do it for God's glory. If you're going to get married, treat your spouse for the glory of God. If you're going to have kids, raise your kids for the glory of God. If you're going to be a boss and you're going to have a business, do it for the glory of God. We're not man pleasers, we're God pleasers. We have an audience of one. I don't do anything because I want people to see me. I do it because God is watching me. This is not public display. This is private devotion to the God who made me with excellence, who's called me to live an excellent life. The way I live, the way I lead my life is worship to the God who's called me. So live your life in a style of worship. Right? The way you eat, the way you talk, the way you think, the way you prepare. Like, like get up in the morning, take a shower, shave, put fresh cologne on. Right? That's glory to God. Some of us don't even take care of ourselves. Lift up your image of yourself. You're made in God's image. You're a child of God. You're a man and a woman of God. Come on, I don't care what your uncle said. I don't care what your mom said. You're a child of God. Get an image of God in your mind. You are an image bearer of God. Get up in the morning and put on some new clothes and say, God has called me to live a life of excellence. It's not having the best, but doing the best with what I If you got a hoopty, let it be the cleanest, nicest hoopty anybody's ever seen. Are you with me? That's all I got. I don't like it. Don't make it amazing. Some of us, some of us are not grateful for the gifts that God has given us. We're complaining. We were just in the in the favelas, literally in the comunas of Medellin. We literally saw people living in the dirt. And some of us are here complaining about what God has given us. Come on, what God has given us, let's make it excellent for God. Some of us aren't taking care of what God has given us. That's not worship God with all you have. 
do it all for the glory of God. You may not have the biggest budget. Say, babe, I'm taking you to McDonald's. I got a candle lighted up in that middle of the McDonald's restaurant. Say, my God, my God, this Big Mac, we bless it in Jesus' name. But come on, with excellence. Take care of what God has given you. If you don't take care of it, somebody else will. I'm talking about the hoopty. <laughs> right, but come on, let's live lives of excellence. And, I'm, and nobody's there. Like, come on, this is a journey for all of us. Nobody's there. We all need help and we all need lessons and we all need reminders. But man, we're kingdom representatives. You, you ever go to Disney World, you won't see a piece of gum on the floor. I feel like they got ninjas all over the park. If somebody were like, throw the gum, somebody out of nowhere. Got it. You don't see trash anywhere. It's clean. They paint it overnight. They take care of it. Every time you walk in, I mean, go look, go look, read the details about Disney World. They do that for a mouse. How much more for the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords? Oh, come on. Let's raise the standard. Let's raise the standard of our mind. Let's raise the standard of our soul. I serve the king. This is God's house. This is God's house. We are people of excellence. We worship in excellence. We should have the best musicians, the best creative teams. We are God's people on earth. We're going to rank. We're not going to sit up here and I'm going to play this thing just however I play. I don't care how this worship song comes out. No, we're people of excellence. I'm just going to preach however I want. I work hard. Like all of us, let's try hard to build God's kingdom. I'm not satisfied. We're giving God 50%. I want to give him 100% for his honor, for his kingdom. Come on, let's be people of excellence. Can I get an amen? Our dream team, our dream team showed up here today at 5.30 in the morning. Some of them cleaning the campus making sure everything was clean and ready to go. Adam is our campus overseer. He gets here and he looks at every wall. He's like, we got to paint this wall again. I'm like, you told me three times. <laughs> He's the best. I love it. Like, we, we need people like that. I say, this is God's house. It should be excellent. Disney World's going to have no gum. We're not going to have no gum. Like, and, and you know what we say as a staff? Nobody's big enough to clean. Nobody's big enough to pick up trash. If you're too big to serve, you're too small to lead. All of us are servants of God's kingdom. We're all here going to take care of God. If God has given us this, we should be excellent. It's not having the best. I'm not saying we have the best building. I know it's not the biggest building. <laughs> I know we don't have all the space that we wish we had. But what God gave us, we're going to be excellent with it. We're going to take care of it. And every single year, we invest thousands of dollars to make this place better and better. A year and a half ago, we invested close to $40,000 in kids' ministry. Next year, we want to invest another $40,000. That comes from heart for the house. Because our kids deserve the best back there. I, I pray and I have a vision that one day we're going to have like a Disney World for kids back there. I pray, I believe one day we're going to have a new building. And we're going to have a big building, big enough for so many people. We're going to have campuses all over the city because God deserves the best. And we're going to have a space where kids can come in and we're going to develop. We're not, that's not daycare. Come on, that's a military training to be in God's kingdom to understand God's word. He's called you to be a leader. They deserve the best. Come on. Just give them a little toy. Let them be happy. No, we're raising generals back there. People of the kingdom that can go the day of tomorrow in hospitals and can go into political offices and can go in there with God's word. But we need to raise the standard. Spirit of excellence. Because it's worship under God. Excellence is growth. Excellence is worship. And we'll finish with this as the team comes up. Excellence is identity. When you serve God with a spirit of excellence, when you live with a spirit of excellence, 
people will notice you and it will open doors of influence for your life. All of a sudden, I, I believe that the people of God, the people of Calvary there tomorrow, you'll start to get raises in your jobs. God's going to give you more opportunity in your school, in your offices, in your business place. Everywhere we go, we should be people of influence because we have a spirit of excellence. We don't do stuff halfway. We do it unto God because it's worship. And all of a sudden, it will identify us as people of God. There's something different about them. They treat people different. They love people different. They're forgiving. They're quick to forgive, quick, quick to heal. Never get offended and walk around with bitterness and envy and greed. There's something different about them. The Bible tells us that this is what we see and learn in the life of Daniel. Daniel in the Old Testament, they took him away from his home city and he went to live in Babylon, which was literally the enemy's territory. And while he's there, they offered him the king's food, basically to eat anything that the king had. And he turned it down politely and he says, I don't want to eat all that. I thank you for that, but, but I got an excellent level that I want to live. And I, I can't eat all this stuff. And it's more than just physical, it was also spiritual. Meaning I can't worship what you guys worship. I can't do all that you guys do. I got a, I got a standard of living that God has called me to it. And the Bible says that 10 days later, he looked better, was healthier than everybody else. And because he has an excellent spirit, God started to use him in an incredible way. The king had a dream and nobody could interpret the dream. And they said, there's a guy named Daniel. There's something different about that Daniel. There's something different about this Daniel. He says he could interpret your dream. The Bible says that Daniel came. He interpreted the king's dream and God put favor over his life because he raised the standard of living. He lived with excellence. Look what the Bible says in Daniel chapter 6, verse 3. Last verse we'll share. Then Daniel became distinguished above all the other high officials and satraps because an excellent spirit was in him. And the king, the king planned to set him over the whole kingdom. Because Daniel had an excellent spirit, it opened doors of opportunity. I want to tell you that you're part of Calvary Church. We're going to be a church of excellence. And that's why God's going to open up doors all over the world. Because we serve God with excellence. We do this for God, not for man. And as we do that, favor, grace, open doors will come into your life, my life, our church. We'll serve our city, love our city, clean our city, give food to our city, help the poor in our city. Because he's called us to live with a spirit of excellence. We're going to continue to do it. We're not going to be a church. We're not going to be a church that's self-centered. We're not going to be a church that's just happy with average. That Let's just give God the rest. No, we're going to give God the best. Because he gave us the best. He's given me all of his grace, all of his love. And so I'm going to show up and I'll give him the best worship. I'll give him the best offering. I'll give him my best heart. I'll give him all of it. Because he gave me all of himself. And as I carry a spirit of excellence... I know he's going to open doors for my life. Today, come on, raise the standard. Excel, come out of that dark place. Excel, come out of that cell place, that dark place, that dark history, whatever it was. Today, you can come out of that in Jesus' name. I want us to stand up. Come on, let's pray. I want us to stand up. And there's people here probably today, you're struggling. Because all you're used to is people telling you that you will always be average, never be good enough. You don't deserve God's grace, God's gifts, God's forgiveness. And unless you really have to go, I'm going to ask you not to move. Every eye closed, every head bowed. There's people in here today that it's hard for you to receive a message like this because people have told you you never deserved anything good. You look at your family history and it isn't a family history of excellence. 
there's been so much toxic behavior, there's been so much dysfunction that you feel that you can't live and lead a life of excellence. Alex, for you don't know my family. Alex, for you don't know my history. I don't. But I know God and I know his history. And I know that he can come and bless your life. He can change your family dynamic in a moment. Today, some of us need to excel. You need to exit that dark place of your mind, your soul. And you need to believe that God has called you to create a new legacy for you, for your family, for your future. That you can begin to raise the standard for your family, for your home, for your future generations. Because you serve a king of excellence. Today we dedicated babies and I think that's such a beautiful thing because to me that just always represents a new beginning. And those parents are making a commitment before God and before the church. Hey, I'm, I'm starting a new legacy. I know my parents had theirs and I know my grandparents had theirs. But today I'm making this declaration that my child, my home, we will serve the Lord God. Today, come on, whatever you are closed, if that's you, if you need healing in your soul, you want to come out of that dark place, you want to elevate the standard of life and realize he's called you to be a children of light, to walk in his mercy, his grace. Today, you need to put off some of that old clothes and put on some new clothes. If that's you, can you raise your hands? Raise your hand, every eye closed, every head bowed. Raise your hand all over this place. Father, I thank you for each and every single hand raised. Today, if you're saying, I need to come out of that dark place, raise your hand. Father, in Jesus' name, there's people today that can't accept your grace, your goodness, your love, your mercy, the blessings that you have in store for those who love you. God, they've heard so much toxic things and negative things spoken of their family, their life, their history. But today I pray that you open their minds. I pray that you open their eyes for them to walk in your goodness, for them to walk in your love, for them to understand what you've called them to, God. That today, no matter how long it's been, no matter how, how long they've been walking in this behavior, today they can start a brand new legacy. Today you call them to be people of excellence because you're a God of excellence. Oh, how excellent is thy name. God, you're a God of excellence. And I pray that today you bring healing to hearts, to lives. I pray that whatever emotional trauma there's been, today you begin to heal that in the name of Jesus. And I pray that today you begin to give people blessings, eyes to see, a revelation to capture your goodness, your love, your mercy, your grace. How amazing your calling is, your love is. The blessings you have in store. No eye has seen, no ear has heard what you have in store for those who love you. And I pray that today people will be healed in the name of Jesus. Healed. That people will realize they can have a good future. That people will realize that you've called them to have a hope and a future in you. That they could have good marriages, good homes, healthy minds, healthy souls. In Jesus' mighty name, I pray for health, emotional, mental, physical, spiritual. In Jesus' mighty name, thank you, God. Thank you, you're you're God of excellence and you put a spirit of excellence in your people. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Fill us this morning. With eyes closed, head bowed, we're leaving in just a moment. I don't want to dismiss service without praying for one more group of people. With every eye closed, with every head bowed. If you're here today and you don't know God, you feel far from God. In fact, if you're here today and you say, Alex, God probably wants nothing to do with me because I've messed up too much. I've done too much wrong. I've messed up too many times. You don't know what I've done, where I've been, what I've said, what I've thought. I don't, but God knows and he loves you still. The Bible says that all of us are sinners. I'm a sinner, you're a sinner. The Bible says that our sin separates us from God, but God loved us so much that he sent his one and only son, Jesus. The Bible says that Jesus grabbed my sin, your sin, put it on his shoulders, went up on the cross, and Jesus died for the sins of humanity. With every eye closed, with every head bowed, 
The Bible says that Jesus died for our sins and on the third day he rose again. Jesus, he's alive. And today Jesus wants to give you a brand new beginning, a brand new life. God is waiting for you with arms open wide. There's some of you here today watching online. He's calling you back into relationship with him. He's saying, come home, come home. I love you. I died for you. Today, if you're tired of the way you've been living, you know there's sin in your life. You need forgiveness. Today, you can have a relationship with God. The Bible says, if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, you will be saved. With every eye closed, with every head bowed, I'm going to count to three. If that's you, the count of three, I want you to raise your hand. When I count to three, raise your hand where you're at. I'm not going to call you. I'm not going to embarrass you. I'm not going to give you a mic. None of that. Every eye closed. This is a private moment, a worship moment. I just want to see who I'm praying for. Then you can put it right back down. If that's you, you're saying, I need Jesus. Lift up your hand. One, two, three. Raise your hand as high as you can, as high as you can. I see you. 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 God bless 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 you. Amazing. 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 Hallelujah. You can put your hands back down. Amazing. God bless you. Thank you. Let's pray together. Come on, all of you who raise your hand. I'm going to say a simple prayer. I want all of us to repeat it together. One big family. Come on, it's a big church family. Calvary, let's say this with them. Say, Father, thank you for today. Thank you for this opportunity. I admit that I'm a sinner and that my sin separates me from God. Jesus, I believe you're the son of God that you died for my sins and on the third day you resurrected come into my life be my Lord and be my Savior from today on I'm forgiven I'm saved and I'm healed in Jesus name Amen Amen and Amen Amazing Hey if you did that prayer today we want to congratulate you on the best decision of your life we have a tent outside it's, a, it's called our connect tent our connect corner we have people want to give you a free bible pass by there and pick it up on your way out we love you we're here for you it's a free bible we buy thousands of them a year to give them away for free we want to put the one in your hands this bible is going to help you out the rest of us come on let's believe this week we're going to live an excellent life come on that he'll go before us behind us that neighbors, family will notice something different about us. It's because there's a spirit of excellence in our church. Can I get an amen? My excellence is the culture of our house. Why don't we lift up our hands? We're going to pray. We're going to worship one more time. And I pray that you have the best week ever. I pray that God's glory will shine upon your face, your family, your home. That his grace and favor will always go before you, behind you, and surround you all the days of your life. Father, we thank you. We love you. Pray that this week you'll help us to live an excellent life, excellent attitude, excellent worship in our relationship with you and our relationship with others. We love you, we thank you. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, and amen. Come on, let's worship God together.